Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Welcome to The Gabby Ree Show, where everything is an experiment. You can be in the worst possible place in the world. For me, a decent diet and regular exercise saved my life, and it still has. And that's just, that's the foundation of who I am. And I think a lot of people who come up to me wherever I am, at the airport, the grocery store, the pharmacy, you know what I mean? In front of my front gate of the house, (laughs) hi. Um, That's what I hear. My life was subpar before I got a hold of something that you showed me how to do. And now I'm, you know, here I am going to go on a 17-mile mountain biking ride in your backyard. That kind of, and I feel like like my purpose is to help people find theirs, which is, uh, which is pretty cool. Speed, balance, and range of motion. That's the fu- that should be the future of fitness when it comes to everything everybody does. Because those are the three things, as we get older, that go, right? If you don't go to a track and pick it up, like run those 200s, run those 400s, warm up for 45 minutes. Those people are like, I'm just going to run fast now. Ding, there go both hamstrings. Like, oh, see, I'm not, I'm not cut out for this because you didn't do the right thing before you started running fast. Run at 75% or 85%, but they don't know 75 from 110%. So that's how they get hurt. And then balance is everything. I mean, how many people do you know in their 80s and 90s? They step off the curb, they break their hip, they go to the ICU, and then you're at the funeral two days later. You know what I mean? So slack lines, you know, yoga, there's tons of it. Flexibility, range of motion. Yoga is balance, it's strength, it's mobility, and it's mindfulness. It's four things at once, and your shoes on a mat, with no shoes on a mat. It's it's the perfect practice. Oh, it's cold outside, it's snowing, there's no gym around. Get in the deck and go through your salutations. Hi everyone, welcome to the show. My guest today is Tony Horton. You most likely know Tony as I would say probably the most well-known trainer in the world from P90X. And, you know, being someone who's been in fitness a long time myself, I I can say that I, it's not that I didn't know what to expect, but I thought, okay, we're going to talk about fitness. But there was so much more to the conversation because I realized that in some ways, and it's what it called for, Tony has to play a character to get you going out of your living room every day and get in shape and motivate people. And it is, it's a little bit of a character. And there haven't been a ton of interviews. I, I saw a few that really just kind of got under the hood as, you know, a little bit deeper of a conversation with Tony and and that Tony is very curious and playful and vulnerable and highly resilient. Tony shares his story of recovering from Ramsey Hunt, about starting a new venture. He and his wife, Shauna, they've got the power of four, tons of content and products. I mean, I really enjoy it when I go into an interview thinking I have sort of biases and then reminding myself that it's so important to just be in the moment, ask the questions and discover the person for who they are and not, you know, sort of what I think they are, who I think they are. And once again, Tony reminded me of that. Just his willingness, his humanity and and vulnerability. If you want to see all things Tony Horton, you can go to TonyHortonLife.com. And I really hope you enjoy the show.
welcome to my house. Tony. It's Thank lovely and it's thrilled to be here on this rainy day. So I'm going to, I want to, I want to start by saying and doing all my research, because I would say I know, who, it, you have to be careful when you're going to talk to somebody who you think you know who they are, mm -hmm. because then you miss everything, right? And mm -hmm. you only see the obvious thing. And I was thinking about that because, uh, you know, I'll just say personally, people can think, oh, that's a girl who played volleyball. But they really, if they, if they knew me more about me, it's like, there's a, probably a lot more. And a lot more. And you could be the guy who's like, oh, that's the guy who got everybody in shape and, you know, P90 and all these things. But really, mm. there's just so much more. And I, I just didn't want to kind of get onto the obvious stuff. And and it's interesting. I listened to a lot of podcasts that you're on. And some of them, when you're on those workout ones, you know. Um, <laughs> I like your, your posture. No, because that's what the they do. Ones. They go like, so, okay, are you hitting it now? And like, what are you doing? Shredded right. and all that. <laughs> right. And it's funny because you come up to it. You're like, oh, that's what this guy wants or yeah, yeah. this girl wants. I'll meet him where they are. So then I go there. So I thought, ooh, I don't know how I'm going to talk to Tony because I'm not so much like that. Right. Right. Like right. fitness is part of a lifestyle, which is part of a greater thing, but it it's it's just a piece. Right. And it's right. an important, it's a really important piece because right. it's a grounding piece, but it's not a, so like what, you, you know, like what workout did you do today? You know, it's like not that. Yeah, you know, right. 20, 20 sets of plyo. Yeah. No. 40, 50, 70 reps per, yeah. you know, I mean, when you really kind of, you know, it's funny, we, you know, we had a conversation before this conversation mm -hmm. that the that people will hear is I learned more about you in the first 10 minutes than I had ever known about you prior. And, and, you know, you're known. So it was nice to just to have that kind of conversation and kind of get a sense of who you are before we even started here. So, yeah. And the thing is when you kind of get to know me, I'm, I was, I still am a reluctant warrior. I don't, I don't like to exercise typically, you know, I mean, I'm not, it's not really my thing. <laughs> I mean, I do it because it provides me a lifestyle and an energy and a, and the health and wellness that I want. And I didn't have, I didn't, you know, I played some hoop and I, you know, I, I played some sandlot, this, that, and the other, mm -hmm. but I didn't have that. I didn't, I wasn't athletic growing up. You know, What does I, that mean in your mind? Like not athletic, you just weren't in sports. I went out for the football team, barely made it, never got out on the field during a game. Didn't make the basketball team. Didn't make the tennis team. But you're like that perfect size athlete guy. Sometimes, you know, it's like you can do sort of everything with that size that you have and the weight that you have. And so maybe in a sport like football or basketball, that's pretty specific. Maybe it's a little harder. So it doesn't mean right. you weren't athletic. Right, right. It just, you know, because now I love that you're so curious about gymnastics. Who's curious about gymnastics? <laughs> At 64. I don't know. Not that many, but Yeah. I just kind of fell in love with the whole ninja thing. I fell in love with the mm. pegboard thing. I was always good at pull-ups because I used to climb trees when I was a kid. I could climb trees. I couldn't do much, but I could climb trees. And I loved skiing. I wasn't a good skier early on. Um, then I went to 15 different ski camps from, you know, from Grand Targhee, Wyoming to Chamonix, Mont Blanc, France, just, you know, or down to South America. I just, you know, I just immersed myself in super scary stuff. Um, you know, and heli skiing and all of it, you know, I was scared to death almost all the time. So wait, I, is this after 40? You say this I'm is going way to, after 40. This is, yeah. I'm going to, where do you yeah. get the, where do you get the courage? Because what comes through a lot over and over is this sort of constant curiosity mm -hmm. that you have. So after 40 and, you know, you're supposed to kind of be good at something. Mm -hmm. Where do you say, yeah, I'm going to go to Chamonix and go to ski school. Cause I'm sure they were really friendly too. <laughs> well, I brought I brought friendly people you, with you me. Had buffers <laughs> that knew that knew Chamonix Mont Blanc really well, mm -hmm. right? They they knew that mountain. They knew how to guide that mountain, right? So because you you go up that 
that crazy tram and you're on the top of the world where they've carved this lodge out in the granite rot at the top. And then you have to, you know, get in a harness and before you can start. I mean, there's like a thousand feet to your death left and right. You know, this little, this little thing. You look at it in pictures and videos and you go, I'm, there's no way I'm doing that. Yeah. But then, you know, you, 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 for me, I do, I do a lot of research like you. I talk to the right people. Tell me more about it. What do you think? You know, based on my skill level, you're going to be fine. Let's just go. I'll show you the way. So there was a lot of that early on. And, you know, I did a lot of personal development from college through the present day. Mm-hmm. I mean, from, you know, Andrew Wilde, Deepak Chopra to Richard Carlson to Gary Zukoff, you know, uh, John Kabat-Zinn's book is the one I've, I've had to read when I was going through Ramsey Hunt, you know, Full Catastrophic Living, mm-hmm. you know, uh, David Nestor's book, Breath. I just, I'm, I'm, I was never curious as a kid. The reading, writing, and arithmetic never worked out for me. There was a lot of C minuses and D pluses. You know what I mean? I was just a fin- finicky kid. I had ADD, ADHD, LMNOP, I had them all. You mean you just were, had natural human behavior, especially for young men. Yeah. And you need to be in a different environment. Totally. Right. Like skiing was me and the elements, not me and other players. Like yeah. tennis, there was always that obstacle on the other side of the net that was kicking my butt, you know? And so it, that was neat, unique about skiing, unique about rock climbing. I, I enjoy doing that, you know? And, and I got fitter and, you know, I, I got away from the, from the bodybuilding in the gym and just doing like 45 minutes on the, on a bike. And then, you know, 45 sets of chest at world gym. Yeah, it's like, what am I doing here? Arnold's in the room. Lou Ferrigno's in the room. That's what they're doing. They're famous. I'll just do what they do. But I wasn't, I didn't enjoy it until I got on the track. And I thought that was more interesting or until I got on a, you know, on an obstacle course. And I thought that was more interesting. You like to play. I like to play like a kid. So you, you come to California to act and do comedy mm-hmm. and you do improv and you go on tons of castings and to sort of pay the bills, you become a trainer. Yeah. Right. And by accident. Yeah. yeah. So how does one by accident like train Billy Idol and Tom Petty and people like that? You've done your research, haven't you? You know me better, most of them, better than most of my friends. Um, Settle down. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I appreciate that. Um, we don't have to cover all that stuff already because no, you already know it. No, but we, yeah, we don't need to get into that. But I, when you say by accident, but yeah, I'm well aware that you, again, how, you know, we joke in our house, I I sort of won't say anything. And then once I can do it, I'll say, I think I can do it. Mm. One of my daughters and even like when Laird was little, he said, I'm going to be the best surfer in the world. And people are like, yeah, shut up, you know? And there's multiple people who can do that. But my point is, is it's like, were you sort of like, oh yeah, I can do that. And then you figured it out on the fly. How does one sort of say, okay, I have to do a job that brings me money while I'm doing this dream. Mm. How do you fall into that? It's such There's a There's a lot of serendipity there, a lot of kismet going on, you know, just luck. Before all of that, I was a handyman. I was a carpenter. I was a go-go dancer at Chippendales, different story. Okay, what? Yeah. No, come on. I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, Tony. Yeah, and funny because that movie's coming out, right? And I'm watching the set. I go, I used to stand on that box and do. Wait, is that for real? For real, yeah. For the, the for a summer, thirty seven fifty an hour. Chamonix was nothing compared to that. To the Chippendale <laughs> thing. That's scary. Are you serious? That is so scary. I used to do. I used to go dancing every Friday and Saturday night. It's my favorite thing in the world because I was an insecure kid with a speech impediment, right? But mm-hmm. I could get out on the dance floor and I could pop and I could lock and I could, you know, I could do all the stuff. Look at your face. It's I am hilarious loving this. Right I now. am loving this. Yeah, so I would go to these clubs and to these dance contests. They're like the Red Onion in the marina. You know, they always yes. had one on Friday nights. And a, the choreographer for the Chippendales was there and she's looking for talent. And she goes, yeah, what are you, what's your background? I go, 
uh, watching Soul Train on Saturday mornings. That was my training, you know, or MC Hammer. I would just study MC Hammer and Michael Jackson. I would just study them, you know, just watching them on the TV. And, um, and I could pick it up pretty quickly, which was weird because I couldn't pick up anything else. And I went to this club and I, you know, I don't think I even won that dance contest. She says, I need a go-go dancer for Chimpanils. Would you want to come and do it? And I go, sure. What's it pay? Thirty-seven fifty an hour. Now I'm doing mime at the pier right? To make $25 so I can eat for three or four days, or I'm building a, a, a table made out of scrap wood so I could sell to a buddy for $25. I mean, it was all so random. Or I was the assistant manager at the Oak Tree Men's Store for, you know, for a while. Just odd and odd and end things. But anyway, to get to your original question, a friend of mine got a gig with Dolly Parton, and I took his job as, a, as an AD over at Fox for a woman by the name of Julia Phillips. And Julia Phillips and her husband, Michael Phillips, produced Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Taxi Driver with De Niro, and Sting with Robert Redford and Paul Newman. So she had a bit, bit of a reputation. And so I was whatever. I was hiding the pot and changing light bulbs and delivering scripts and making the coffee and doing all that stuff. Her, the guy she worked with was by the, a guy by the name of Harlan Goodman, who used to be in the music industry. And he wanted to make movies. He's like, I want to go to the next level. Anyway, they never made a movie to save their lives. But I was doing stand-up and I was doing improv. I was with Second City LA and I was going on auditions. But I was a scrawny kid with a belly. And my agent said, dude, you got you to gotta start doing something. So I joined World Gym of all the gyms in the world, you know, because Lou was there and, and, and Arnold was yeah. there. And I got in shape and then um, Harlan noticed. He just said, would, what's would going be, on with you? Would it be, would it be, because when I see you, you know, some people are just genetically, like, I feel like you're also genetically kind of, your body's like, I'm willing to be ripped. I'm an ectomorph. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it was I think, easier. I didn't have a lot to, I didn't have to get rid of a bunch. You know, did you, did you know that about yourself? I learned about that along the way that a skinny, I mean, I got striated and vascular in the first month, you know, pretty yeah. quick. Yeah. Okay. So he knows. But it was all about ego. It was all about ego and meeting girls and that, you know what I mean? But I didn't realize I was releasing norepinephrine and dopamine and feeling better and having more energy and being more confident. And that's what it, that's what came with being physically strong. You know, I was just doing it because I wanted pecs and biceps and quads, you know. Yeah. Sort of stupid. One of, if you were also trying to maybe be an actor, you're selling your self. So, yeah. I'm, yeah. This was this part of the package. Part of the package. Exactly right. So he noticed. He noticed. And I said, well, hey, why don't we go to my buddy's garage and work out in the morning? And the guy, the guy whose garage we were going in was his ex-employee who was now working for Dolly Parton and making like four times as much money. So we went into this garage and I, you know, within about four months, I got Harlan in shape. He lost about 35, 40 pounds. And was it just follow me or did you start I to think? I had no idea what okay, I was doing. So I was cheating off of everybody else. I was like, all right, well, okay, this is what a bench press looks like. This was biteless. Here's what cardio. I got a heavy bag and I, I learned a little bit about punching a heavy bag. And so I had him doing that for cardio. Or we would go run around the neighborhood or something, you know, down a cardio day. I was winging it. I had no idea. The, the point was to try to prevent him from getting hurt. So I didn't want to hurt the guy. So I knew the basics on how to spot people and, you know, how to push the envelope a little bit. And he lost the weight and he walked, he went back into East End Management one day, used to be on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood. And there was Tom Petty walking down the mm. hall, smoking a cigarette. Hey, Harlan, you look fantastic. I'm going on tour in four months and I'm getting fat, <laughs> you know? And he's like, what'd you do? He said, call Tony Orton. I write about this in the book. Yeah. So he calls me up and, and my roommate hangs up on him because- why would Tom Petty call in my house? You know, my little tiny two-bedroom apartment in Santa Monica. And then he called back, hey, we got disconnected. And I went to his house the next day, gold records on the wall. And, and in four months, I got him in the best shape of his life. And he went on that tour. And everybody, he was wearing vests, which he never wore. He was wearing, he was cutting the sleeves off his shirts. You know what I mean? Like, 
And his voice was better, his stamina was better. The rest of the band was pissed off because the sets were longer, you know, and they wanted to go home. And do you, then, do you, then, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Just because sometimes when people listen, they think, well, Tony has a secret, which you you might. But do you think it's the fact that you created an environment for Tom to be consistent <clears throat> to do something and that really in the end and game, and that's why you have people showing up at your house today, is that consistency? Is yeah. that, do you think that ultimately, I mean, it's nice to have the information and to understand about real movement and mechanics. I, you know, we study that big time in our house. Right. But in the end, it's like people somehow still don't believe that really just doing it will get you pretty far. The education part is good. You want to be with somebody who knows what they're doing. Right. But it's about motivation, inspiration, period. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's about, it's about, you know, with Tom and Billy and when I trained Bruce and, you know, I'm name dropping like a song. Yeah, it's gone. okay. No, so this right? is the But it was just like, it. I was a normal guy. I yeah. talked about other things. You know what I mean? I wasn't like this meathead going in there and trying to beat him up. I, we, we, you know, we would laugh and tell stories and, and hang out. And, and I could tell when they were a little, you know, a little hungover and when to back off. I mm -hmm. wasn't like, all right, I don't care. Let's go. You know what <laughs> I mean? If I did that, I would have been gone. Right. Right. Did you fire people? I always love to know, yeah. like, because yes. I mean, sometimes yeah. no offense. Yes, there was an ABC executive. Oh yeah, <laughs> you were like it was like, a, almost, it was like almost. a CAA agent. No, but yeah, yeah, yeah you know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah. she was a big executive, and she was always on the phone, and always cutting. And I was just kind of standing around <laughs> waiting for her to get off these co conference calls in the middle of the workout, and and I, you know, one day, and and she had just paid me. I had everybody pay me in advance, and I was like, yes, Tony, twelve Smart. workouts in advance, and you have they expire in this date. I had it all figured out eventually. And we were, we were two workouts into that 12. And I just looked at her. I go, I don't care about this money. You're just such a miserable, horrible human being. And, yeah. I, and she said, well, good for you. Good luck. You know, and now you just paid you. So you owe me that money back. Fine. <laughs> Whatever. You know. Yeah, life's too short. And a lot of other clients were just, you know, you, you'd show up. You'd wait around 45 minutes. I mean, I, I don't want to say name no, names. No, you know, yet, I don't but, need names. I'm, yeah. I'm interested in getting people to be reminded that it is just about doing a little bit of the work all the time. So on the first day, Laird always says, you know, there's only one first day, mm. right? Like if we can get people through that first day, you know, mm. how, even for you, like in me, when I'm making a change, like flexibility is not my friend. <laughs> right. I have an artificial knee. I'm always, it's like, you know, I right, have to work right. around it. I'm not good at it, but I, right. and I always remind myself, okay, but if I'm going to change tomorrow, I just have to do that first day. Yeah. Did you have any, or is it just intuitive something that you thought, I just got to get these people through this first couple of days. Like, did you have a strategy on that or you just, you just made it doable? No. Uh, yeah. I mean, my whole thing was, you know, you just get through this first week. That was my thing. Mm -hmm. Get through this first week and see how you feel. See how you, see if you still like me, see, me, see if you still want me around, see how you feel afterward, you know, kind of check in with yourself, you know, mm -hmm. every time. Um, if you feel completely trashed, then I didn't do my job. If you feel like, oh, wow, you feel a little energized and you're a little bit sore, then things are probably working in the right direction. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, my whole thing is purpose, plan, and, and accountability, right? So, you know, why are you here? Tom Petty, he had to get in shape for a tour. And, right. and Sean Connery had to get ready for a movie. And Shirley MacLaine was just fun to hang out with. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my God, she was just amazing. And that was just a ride hanging out with her. I wish I had a hidden camera the whole time I was with her. But, and you know, I mean, everybody was different. I mean, as a, as a stand-up comic or an improv uh, actor, mm. you have to read the room constantly because the, the, the vibe and the energy is changing all the time. Right. And, um, and so I, I was always pretty good at that. I was pretty good at reading the room and, 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 and all of them were consistent. I mean, they weren't all maybe training as hard as they could have on certain days, sure. 
but we were always looking at the long, long-term thing. You know, I mean, I got Billy in crazy shape. I mean, really crazy fit because he's right, mate. Let's flip and do it, man. Let's not fuck around, you know? Right. And I, I love that. I was, okay, let's go. Yeah. You know? And Bruce was the same way. I had to slow Bruce down. You know, like, okay, Bruce, that's, wow. Did you know. get, did you get, did you then at that point go, oh, you know what? I need new, more information. I need did more you, skills. Yeah. Did you solicit? I do yeah. Besides that, because yeah. sometimes certification to me doesn't mean. Yeah. There's you, a bunch of things there I didn't need. Right. But did you talk to other, you know, kind of trainers or movement guys to get help or. All the time. Yeah. All the time. You know, uh, Mark, Mark Sisson, who. Uh, I love Daily, Mark. Daily Apple. Yeah. You know, Mark very sure, well. I know Mark. And uh, yeah, he's, he's sold his business doing quite well. Yeah. Him and, and, uh, and others like, like Mark um, yeah. were always in my ear and always, always reaching out to them. And a lot of it, I just, you know, I just kind of picked up on my own. I mean, I reinvented the wheel when it came to P90X. I, I saw that a lot of people were getting hurt and they were getting bored and they weren't seeing the results they wanted because they kept doing the same one or two things over and over again, maybe a little bit more intensely, but, but they were dealing with those three things all the time. So I thought, if I'm going to come up with a program, let's put martial arts, let's put Pilates, let's put yoga, let's do weightlifting, let's do body weight, let's put HIIT training, let's put everything I've ever learned along the way. You know, because I got the attention, attention span of a gnat on crack cocaine. So I'm always looking all over, looking for new things because I get bored easily. Sure. So let's put up a pegboard. Let's put up another one. Let's put up a 20-foot rope. Let's put up a, uh, you know, a 17-foot rope that goes to a pegboard, that goes to a beam, that goes to another pull-up bar. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, the like whole a, backyard. What is, is it, the column of your house or something that's holding yeah, up yeah, something? Yes, there, yes, which is, isn't technically a piece of, equi- <laughs> piece well, of equipment, but we turn it into one, you know. So now we, that now that you mentioned P90X, how does so you're training all these badass people? Uh, bef- before we get on to P90X, you mm. had a dream to be an actor. I wanted to be a movie star. And, damn it! Well, you did it a different way. But how do you? Because I think people we we set out either doing what we think we're supposed to do, or we do have a dream, right. and then maybe life goes. Oh, but we're going to go over here now. How did you sort of work that out within yourself that maybe that wasn't going to be the path? Well, I, I don't think I had the tenacity of, say, uh, a Tom Cruise when it came to my career. You know, I go out on an audition and I, I do the best I could. And I booked a couple commercials and a couple movies and a, mm-hmm. like a 10, 10 line spot on a TV show that nobody saw, that kind of thing. But it was very frustrating. You're not making any money that way. No. You're waiting around for those royalty checks to come in the mail and you go, oh, $85, yay. But the one thing about, you know, celebrities had a decent deep pockets and- you know, I came up with a reasonable price. And I mean, I was up at five o'clock in the morning and my first client was in the dark and I was going till nine o'clock at night living on power bars. I was up and down PCH. Tom Petty lives, yeah. used to live right I know. down the street. You yeah. probably know where he used to live. Yeah. And before, before that, he was in Woodland Hills. But, you know, and then you're in, like, my morning was Culver City. Then I was in uh, Brentwood and then I was in Malibu and then I was in Hollywood. I mean, I was just running around, but I was making, it was my own thing, my own time, my mm. own way. And um, I had my own business and I, and I was making some decent money where I could afford a halfway decent car and go up to Mammoth once in a while and ski. Yeah. And so I thought, well, this is a whole lot better than acting. And I'd still go on auditions. And then, you know, the, the one thing about stand-up was you kind of, you know, you'd work with your little crew and come up with your, your jokes and your punchlines and stuff. And then you do these open mic nights. But that was as brutal as, as the acting. You walk into a room and there's 45 other guys that look just like you. Oh, shit. This is, um, you know what I mean? That process is no fun. And I really enjoyed helping these folks. I really like watching Tom on stage. I went on tour with him for about, for about three weeks, part of the 
He was in Madison Square Garden three oh. nights and he was in Jersey and Long Island. So I was on the bus with him and his wife and his two kids and the bodyguards. Just, you know, like this is a hell of a lot cooler than, you know, driving to Hollywood to audition for a Pizza Hut commercial. You know, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even close, right? Is, was it, is it hard though? No, I don't want to say is it hard because I have, you know, I just asked that because I think we make plans and then it's just something else is really there for us. Was mm -hmm. it hard to be like, hey, I'm, that's not going to be my path. Or were you like, cool, I'm going to pivot and this is what I'm doing? My old acting coach, um, Daryl Hickman, who was in the Grapes of Wrath. You know, he's 95, 96 years old now. I didn't have a lot of mentors growing up. My dad was on the road, you know, during the week. And on the weekends, I carried his golf bag. It wasn't really, you know, whatever. Yeah. I got over it. Different but generation. Different generation, mm -hmm. right? Um, I met Daryl Hickman and he just took a real interest in me. And, and... You know, I'll get weepy just thinking about the man, the impact he had on me. He was just a wonderful, sweet, thoughtful, incredible human being. And in one of the classes, he said, you know, none of you are going to really make it in this business. I mean, I'm rooting for you, but the odds are horrible. He said, find something else that you love as much because that will sustain you while you're trying to do this. And maybe you'll get lucky and maybe you'll make it or maybe you won't, but at least you'll have that thing to fall back on. And the training thing was, like I said, it was all, it was an accident, but you know, I mean, I was pretty good at making tables and, you know, go-go dancing, but I didn't think there was much, much future in either one of those. And I thought, this is going to be a thing. And then people kept knocking on my door. Mm -hmm. Like when I got Tom in shape, Billy just called me because he had heard. Yeah. And, and then Stephen Well, then you're Stills safe. You've yeah. already been vetted too. It's yeah, like, oh, exactly he's, right. he must be good. If Like if Tom Petty's working out with him and his personality and everything else. All that, yeah. So P90X, Beachbody. How does that, because that really was obviously a life-changing. Oh, I mean, for a lot of folks, like who the hell is this guy? Then, you know, there I am everywhere. Everywhere. You know, everywhere. Um, well, you know, it's interesting. One of the personal development books I was reading, it could have been a, a Gary Zukoff or Richard Carlson book, but there was a little lesson at the end of the book. And it said, go out of your way and do something. This particular one was, today I want you to go out of your way and do something extraordinary, wonderful, loving, caring for someone that you don't, you're in conflict with, not somebody, not your, not a sibling, not your parents, not somebody that you love, somebody who you think doesn't like you. Oh. And I was like, holy crap. Right. And Did so you I, go to the gym. <laughs> well, no, I used to play basketball with a bunch of lawyers on Saturday. <laughs> so that's how you like, you know, and I was only there because one of the lawyers invited me to play and I was halfway decent at it, but not great at it, but halfway decent. And there's this one guy by the name of Ben Vanderblunt, who was, uh, oh. the, you know Ben? I do. There From you, uh, 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 Guthy Renker. Guthy Renker's brother, the lawyer. Uh, Bill Guthy or Greg Renker? Which one of those two, maybe? Uh, yeah, no, I know both of them, but he's mm. isn't he the lawyer or the brother? He of, was, yes, his, bro his brother works for the company. Yeah, he's a brute. Yeah. 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 Ben Vanderbilt changed my life forever. Wow. Forever. When I say brute, I also mean that complimentary. Like, yeah, he's absolutely. A, he's a tough guy. No, no, he doesn't mess around. Yeah, okay. He is. I mean, you know, top of his class at UCLA, yeah. top of his class at Harvard, you know, the president of Guthrie Record then became the CEO, basically ran that place. Like Bill and Greg were, yeah, I know. needed him, you know? Yeah. So, so he was one of the lawyers and Ben and I did not get along really because I was a smart mouth, you know what I mean? And I was just, whatever. I was not a serious person and he kind of was, but between games, we were on the same team. We happened to win that game. You know, you pick teams to begin, beginning. And he was, he was talking to his lawyer buddies and I was just hanging out by myself, staring at the floor, you know, <laughs> I can't believe I'm here. These guys are rich and they have families and houses and I live in a box, you know? And uh, I heard him complaining about his weight 
And I thought, go out of your way and do something. So I'm just going to offer a workout to the guy. Oh, wow. And I said, hey, you know, um, I heard you talking to David and Tom and Alan over here. Uh, you know, I train people. He goes, yeah, I know. Don't you train Petty? And I was, I was, I had a reputation at sure. that point. And I said, yeah. He goes, man, I need it. I would love to. And I was like, what? So I had a spot that opened up in the morning, eight o'clock in the morning. And he showed up in my little crappy two-bedroom apartment. I trained him for a year, three days a week. He lost some weight. And he hired this guy by the name of Carl Deichler at the end of that year. Interesting. Out of Philly. And Carl and I, in those days, just hit it off, man. He was hilarious and funny and ambitious and just a maniac. And we, you know, we went to Deer Valley for a four-day trip, me and three others, and we pretended we were German the whole, the whole time. <laughs> Everybody's like, hey, have you met the Germans? They're fantastic. They're buying trade. That's Germans over there. I was Dieter. He was Gunther. It was fantastic. You know what I mean? Just that was who he was. I was like, let's just do that. You know yeah. what I mean? We made all these crazy friends. At the very end, we go, hey, by the way, you guys, we're not German. What? <laughs> some were pissed off. Some thought it was funny. And then a year into his career over there, he said, hey, I want to do a thing. He went mm -hmm. to Ben. He said, you know, Tony's goofy and funny and, and, you know, look what he's done for us and all these celebrities. Let's see if we can, you know, build that into something for an infomercial. Because Carl was doing infomercials for Bill and, Bill and Greg that he didn't want to do. Sure. About stuff that was like pantyhose that don't run and stuff. Yeah. And we did this thing called Great Body Guaranteed. He paid me a couple of grand, which was a pretty good gig for me. I'll take the two grand. We ran out of money, had to shoot it on the beach with no permits, you know, that kind of thing. Ninja <laughs> shoot. Yeah, sure. Yeah, a little like, oh, all right, <laughs> okay, go. go. <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> Investors noticed because infomercials don't work. Most of them, they, they don't. come and they go. See yeah. you later. I mean, people with deep pockets will screw that up. And uh, then we did Power 90 and I had, I had my, my royalty deal. I had a, an attorney and I got out of debt within a few royalty checks. I went mm. and bought a nice home in Santa Monica on Sentinella, a little four bedroom joint with a view of the mountains. And, uh, you know, got myself a Mercedes Benz, just like Janis Joplin. And, um, and it was just a complete turnaround. All that happened within about a year and a half. And then, then it was a 20-year run. Did you feel, because you're playful, but was there any time that if, like, you felt like you had pressure on this, around this, as it became a, like a real thing? All the stand-up, all the improv, all the acting classes built that thicker skin. Mm. So I was ready to rock. You know what I mean? Power 90, I was pretty straight. Hi, everybody. Tony Horton here. Kind of excited. Here we go. We're going to do some push-ups and sit-ups and crunches. I think you're going to love this. Here we go. P90X, Carl said, do, do your thing, man. Just, like, if you just go too be far, you. Yeah, if you go too far, we'll just say cut. So I was, you know, I was, went off, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Doing silly jokes and impressions and whatever, whatever I wanted to do, like I would do with my friends when I was working out at my house, you know? Yeah. And it worked. I mean, that, I mean, the formula, there was a lot of things. It was the variety. We called it muscle confusion, which was a made-up term. Yeah, of course. You know, like the things we talked <laughs> about earlier. <laughs> yes. Kinda, yeah. Just, you know. I and, have people trying to, will do things around social media and they'll be like, they'll, the person who does the, helps with the start of the social media and then I look at all the wording and I'll go back in and rewrite everything. Mm. They'll be like, because muscle confusion is important. I'm like, you guys, that's not a real thing. <laughs> like, and he, and I'm talking like last week, Tony. I'm not talking about you know like even um, oh God, you know the dancing it. one, uh, Tracy Austin or whatever. Yes, yes. I saw commercials like with you know muscle confusion. I'm like, there uh, it is there again. There it is again. That's amazing. Good, yeah. good for well, you. I mean, you know, uh, Jack Lane had something called periodization training. Yeah, <laughs> which was a thing that he kind of probably pulled from his butt. You know, sure. What I mean? Yeah, and I, love I thought it. you know we want to we, we were trying to sell this thing. Yeah, and. Part it came from because Billy used to call me Muscle Confucius. <laughs> oh, you know, it's, this is probably, I'm going to, you know, this is probably, 
Uh, you can't even have fun anymore doing impressions of anybody. No, but you, yeah, be careful. You got to be careful here <laughs> on uh, on your show, Gabby. No. Um, but yeah, so so I I told Carl that he goes, oh, you're like, let's call it muscle confusion because Smart. you're doing cardio one day and then weightlifting yeah. and then martial arts and it's just you know it's just you know I mean they brought I was watching Colbert two weeks ago when it comes up and then a week before that he used P90X as a it's one of his punchlines and one of his jokes in his monologue. Yeah, I mean here the thing is is ancient, but. You no, know, but it's a cult. It also has a cultural. Yeah, it is a real part cultural, of lexicon now. Yeah, it is, and yeah. I think I ha- I want to say too though you had workouts and you did do all these different things and even though you had two and three and I know two was very hard so you kind of backed off a little on three. <laughs> yeah, I had to make three to make yeah. up for two. Yeah. Well, because two was for like you know you were graduating people through division three going to division one Correct. people who never made the marine corps were kicking ass in the marine corps you know yeah. players who sat in the bench were now starting that's yeah. what x2 did for people you know? so what i i really say we can joke all we want about it but there was a lot of work and there was a lot of content and yeah. there was yeah. a place to go to for people yeah. and so that has to i mean at the end of the day that's got to feel good yeah you know, because at the end yeah. of the day, it wasn't like, okay, all sizzle, no steak. Right, right. People had to do some work yeah. and they did. I know you you joke about maybe there's some moves you wouldn't do, you would take out, right? Yeah, there's about five or six in yeah. P90X. Pretty good. How could, many moves are in, in the whole thing? Hundreds. Exactly. Yeah. Do you want to say what those moves are or you want to leave it? Um, well, one of them is dive bomber push-ups. Not bad for probably 35% of most people's shoulders. Pretty bad. Yeah. Well, very, you know, it's like certain exercises, only certain amount of people can. It's like an overhead squat. Right, right. <sighs> Right. Very few people can do that correctly. Yeah, right. right. So they don't have the mobility. They don't have the ankle or hip no. mobility, right? Their shoulders no. are tight. Yeah, that yeah. can go south really quick. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about longevity because you are, you know, we're all it's greatest middle age. You're fit, you're mobile, you're active, you're doing all these things. You have mm-hmm. a new program, The Power of Four. Yeah. Let's talk about that. If people want to learn everything about you, they can go to tonyhortonlife.com. Yep. And uh, it'll be in the show notes. And you have products there, Power Life. You're working with Tonal. Yeah. No. So you you're you've moved on, and I know your wife is also involved with um, the Power of Four and kind of helping develop that program. Is that right? Well, I or, developed, and she's I mean, helping helping the, the marketing business part the of business it. Business part, of yeah. Exactly, which, yeah. by the way, no offense, you know, is more important, right? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. But once they buy it, have, once they buy it, they can't suck. Yes, that's you know right. I mean? But you know how right, we yeah. joke, like you could have the best thing in the world. Nobody right, gets right. it. It's like, oh, no, great. I'm with Let you, her man. deal with the emails. We're still trying to figure that out, by the way, you know, because it's a mom and pop thing. It's the two of us. We don't have a, you know, we got five employees mm-hmm. and we started as That's sort a of lot, a, by the way. Yeah, I know because I write those checks. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you want good people and so good people cost money. Um, but we started it on a lark during COVID. Like, you know, people are knocking on my door, dude, what are we going to do now? I mean, yeah. holy crap, I'm stuck at home. So I started doing live workouts on my laptop in my gym, uh, you know, on Instagram and Facebook. And then I thought, well, why don't we shoot some of these things? And then we, you know, we brought some friends over. And at that point, we didn't know what, whether COVID was the Black Plague or what. So, mm-hmm. we, you know, we're all masked. Okay, no. right? And they were just... So 30% of your fan base is you're, you're the antichrist <laughs> and the other 70% is, Hey man, I appreciate it. I can't hear half the stuff you're saying and your yeah, lighting yeah. and your filming is terrible. And so that's just a lesson learned. Yeah. You know, we'd had to do what we had to do. And, you know, here it is, I don't know, almost three years later and, and we're only, and we had beta one, beta two, we had beta three, we had beta one and beta two and three extended extra months, but dozens and dozens of routines kept being developed and yeah. filmed. 
And so there's, there's more content. And I've learned a lot more since the Beachbody days. There's a bunch of, and, med, and mindfulness is, a, is part of the power four, which I never did before. And that was never part of anything. So what is, what is surprised you about doing your own thing, like hard and easy? What's been, what has been, what surprised you about this? We got one of them, hard. Yeah, hard. it's hard. Not, not easy, hard and um, all mine. Mm. Yeah, I like the fact that it's all mine. I get to sequence things the way they want. I get to call them what I want. Uh, you know, I came up with new concepts that I always wanted to do over at Beachbody that, that they didn't want to do, you know? And so like something called stop options. We just, hey, the workout's 50 minutes long. You get to stop here and you get to stop here. Like you don't have to do the whole thing. Yeah. Because usually the 50 minutes before you even start too intimidating, I'm, I'm out. But oh my God, I get to stop at the 20 and 40 minute mark if I want to and just fast forward to the cool down. I'm in. I can do that. And most people who got to the 20-minute first stop option went to the second one and quite often finished. Sure. Know? Just giving people tools to succeed. Yeah. And, and maybe at their own pace, which, you know, in the old days, everybody was a supermodel. Everybody was super jacked and fit and amazing and could do it. You know, they looked perfect. They never sweat. And you put that, that VHS in the player and go, this is too intimidating. I can't do that. So, I mean, that's what P90X was. It was just you know, we had modifiers. We had somebody who was killing it on one side of the sure. stage and somebody who was taking it easy. Yeah. That was partly why it did well. And we just, we just took that and, and blew that up. You know, we made, it about, we made it about diet. We made it about food. We made it about supplementation, which I think is important if you're pushing the envelope. And we also taught people how to chill. You know what I mean? Let's, mm -hmm. just, let's just sit and lotus and breathe. Let's just do a body. Let's lay on our backs and do a, I'll cue you through a, through a body scan meditation. So many people appreciate the mindfulness aspect of because that aspect, because that allowed them to sort of, that helped them be more consistent. Yeah. You know, everything wasn't an ass kicking every day. Right. You can't get, you can't be hammered every day. No. It's your body can't take it. So for you as somebody who is very energetic and has a busy mind, let's say, as your <laughs> eyes dart from side to side. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Can you? You're very intimidating. Can you? Gabby Reese. No, I'm not. Me. Gabby. <laughs> yeah. Reese people. I'm talking to Reese. Are you, because, you know, we joke like, uh, you know, yoga, I'd rather do a breathing practice because it's almost like a directed meditation. Right. Like it's something to do. It's so, I mean, it's, it, I'm an idiot. I admit that in this way. It's like mm. in my stillness, I need I to will have, help you. I will to help have you my get there. brain on to something. So the breathing has been good, mm. but just the notion of being present while breathing. I can do that. Mm. But you know, when you talked about laying on your back and you'll guide them through like a, a kind of a scan, mm -hmm. are you able to do that now? Yeah. But I'm a crisis meditator, apparently. I've been told. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> talking meditate, my language. <laughs> I, meditate when, I meditate when I need it. I don't have a regular practice, except for when I get up in the morning. My, my, my morning practice is under five minutes. It's under five. And I do it lying in bed. I get up. And I say, okay, I feel like I've been hit by a truck. When did Mike Tyson come into my house and beat the shit out of me? Yeah. You know? um, and that's just probably from training too hard. Like if I have a ton of energy and I feel good and everything's working, I want to go. Mm. You know what I mean? But there's a, a price that you pay at 64. Do I, and I, there's the infrared sauna. I don't get in. There's the ice cold bath. I don't do it. You know what I mean? I don't make the time for that as much. Is um, it because it's there? Have you ever noticed that? Like, If I make appointments to go utilize some piece of equipment that I don't have... I make the appointment. If it's downstairs, mm. like downstairs, I have a red bed. <laughs> I do actually use it though. Oh, good but we you. have saunas and ice. Laird mm. is the most diligent. Mm. Um, but it's interesting how if we know what we're supposed to do 
or whatever we need to be using is there. Mm. What is that? Is it that we take it for granted? What is, why is it well, that you think we you don't know, use Anybody it? in our industry knows that you should have a regular, a regular rehab mindfulness yeah. practice. Active so that you recovery. Can, so, yeah, active recovery, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Go for a walk, for God's sakes. Yeah. You know, whatever it is. And for me, if I feel pretty good, I'm pretty, I'm pretty limber to begin with. Like the first time I went to yoga class, downward dog was a bit of a bitch and I was in a flop sweat, like holy smokes. But by the third or fourth class, ah, you know what I mean? Like the whole, the whole Hatha flow thing. I just like, I, I, I don't usually like yoga when I first start. The first 10 to 15 minutes is pretty brutal, but then I'll get into that vibe, man. Like today, this morning, because I did plyo. I went hardcore with plyo on yeah, you have softbox, right? You have a bunch of softbox. This is all uh, this is all flat ground stuff. Okay, so it's a lot of air, a lot of flying up and spinning. You know what I mean? A lot of, a lot of spinning and a lot of like plyometric lunges. And Fridays in the afternoon is more more softbox stuff. I see. So I rotate between yoga and and a thing called balls and boxes, which is all all rib cage down, you know, stuff on Fridays, which I kind of made up. This podcast is brought to you by Ritual. I've personally been taking Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin since right when COVID hit. I was looking for something supportive and powerful. Someone suggested it to me and lo and behold, I got, I did some research and what I love about them is, so women were kept out of research until 1993 by federal law and Ritual really knows how important women are. Obviously, if you're going to be selling them vitamins, they're essential. And they conducted a university-led human clinical trial for their essential for eight women 18 plus multivitamin to really assess its efficacy. So right there, I was intrigued and even more intrigued by the results. It increased vitamin D, which is what I was looking for, by levels up to 43% and omega-3 DHA, so important, levels by 41%. And that was just in 12 weeks. So they take the time and energy to figure out, hey, you know, does this work? And is it going to be good for these women? And not to mention that what they do is so smart. They, they kind of hone in on nine key nutrients and they put it in two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption. So if you're going to spend the time and energy to really, you know, navigate taking supplements, everything is bioavailable. Your body can absorb it. It'll know what to do. And it's really gentle on your on your stomach. So you don't have to worry about like, oh, I have an empty stomach or after food or before food. They just take away all of those pressure points and make it as easy as possible and give you comfort in knowing also that Ritual's multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO, project verified, gluten and major allergen free. They're certified B Corp and all of their ingredients are made traceable. Don't get me started on the nice little finish touch of the minty kind of aftertaste that they put in it. I mean, they've really thought about everything. So if, you've, if you're interested, if you're in need, no more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. You will get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash Gabby. If you want to start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today, that's Ritual, R-I-T-U-A-L dot com slash Gabby to get 25% off your first month. Do you ever, and th- I ask this because this is like a really selfish personal question. All right. No, I, I won't think, dart my eyes when you ask me this. <laughs> no, I, 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 it's interesting when you have been known for something 
And then you're willing to move on from that and mm-hmm. do new things and different things. But sometimes when you go out into the world, people want to keep you frozen in time as mm-hmm. this person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, uh, I will, I'll give you my, my versions and I, I can assume what some of your versions are. People will say to me, oh, um, do you still play volleyball? I'm like, well, I'm 52. I have three daughters, businesses. I'm trying to stay in shape. I don't have time to practice mm. to make volleyball fun enough. Mm. Um, or, wow, you still look pretty good. <laughs> have you ever fucking gotten that one? Oh, God. No, wow, yeah. you still look So, but here's the 52, point. 52, not even close, but yeah. No, but here's here's the point. For me, as I learned like, oh yeah, that's not about me. That's about someone, a snapshot for someone else. Mm -hmm. But when I was getting ready to talk to you, I thought, man, Tony not only means a lot to a lot of people and you've been in their home on their TV, you've helped them. You've helped them on good days and bad days. Like you don't even, you know, it's like that more intimate thing that is not your situation, it's theirs. Mm. But that now you're moving through the world, you're married, took you long enough. (laughs) <laughs> what do they say? That misery is for everybody. No, I'm kidding. No, um, I mean, no but you're married. You're doing your own programs. Yeah. You've learned things. You've yeah. gone through some things yeah. more recently. You're also a different Tony. And so how do you go through life when maybe, because I think people experience this on all different levels, the expectation of who you should be, and then you creating the freedom for yourself on who you are and who you're trying to be. How do you, how do you do that? Whoa, that's a good one. I'm going to have to think about that. Um, Like who gives you the, I guess what it is, it's like the permission, like my relationship with Laird gives me a lot of confidence where I can air out these thoughts, mm. but also it gives me the space from this narrative to say, and yes, I'm not, I'm going to go into the world as who I am today and also who I'm trying to be. How do you get that space from that? Because it can it can be a, a little bit of a mind game, I think, for people. I, old athletes, I was a CEO, I'm not, whatever. I was a beauty queen and now I'm, you know, whatever it is, we get s- stuck and we're afraid to say, cool, but I'm this mm. now, especially publicly. You have a public thing. Yeah. So yeah. how do you go like, oh, I'm going to move, f- f- you know, into, hey, this is Tony today. I'm going to partially steal your answer. Oh, yeah. Um, but it, Shauna is a huge part of, of a huge part of helping me make those decisions. Now, there was never any woman in my life prior to Shauna who I would trust with anything in my life. All right, you're in your little world. I'm in mine. We're in love or we thought we were whatever prior mm. to Shauna. And, you know, I'll support you whatever you want to do. I will never say no. If you want to try something, I'm all in. But don't even begin to try to help me do anything because I got all this shit figured out. Mm-hmm. You know, I got the right people. And like with Beachbody, it was this big old company. Machine. And I just, you know, what do you want me to do? How much time do I have rehearse? What do you want? You know what I mean? Show up on the set, hit my mark, and then you guys can edit it, add music, and I'll just sit and wait for the checks. You know what I mean? It was a pretty nice, it was a pretty nice wave that just, you know, took 20 years to come to shore. But when all that went away, mm. you know, I mean, I had a manager for a while that I, I trusted for a while and then I didn't. Long story. But, um, you know, I mean, I had my manager, I had my lawyer, I had two really smart people who kind of helped me transition. Was the manager a woman? It was a dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, whatever, it didn't work out. Yeah. Things happen. But with, with Shauna, I mean, <laughs> she runs the whole show now. Because I, I, 
I, I, I trust her with everything, all of it. Mm -hmm. You know, she says she's got tremendous instincts. She works really, really hard and she loves me. So she wants it to work out. We want the ranch in Wyoming, man. You know what I mean? And, uh, and we could probably have that now if we sold both houses, but you know, we just, you know, we're just going to keep on working. COVID was a little hiccup, you know, leaving Beachbody was a hiccup, but we didn't have to sell either one of the houses. I mean, it's, it's not always easy you know, month to month, it's still, you know, yeah. I'm not going to, everybody, you know, well, people not, come to my house and go, this guy's done. No, I'm not done. Working yeah. really hard. Got three jobs. Yeah. You know well, you're an I mean? entrepreneur and you're right. an independent contractor. It's, yeah, exactly a, it's right. a different, it's a different, different thing. Different thing. So the pressure though, because we're- The other half of that, the other half yes. of that answer though, mm-hmm. is surrounding myself with, with, with smart people. And these are just my pals. Hey, man, what do you think about this? What yeah. do you think of that? I'm always asking questions. I'm super inquisitive because I don't assume that I have the answers. When the problem, when I'm confronted with the issue of the problem or the, or the conflict, and I don't, you know, and I can't just sit here and go, okay, the answer is I got to reach out. And I do, a, I do a little inventory. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And these are people that I trust along with Shauna. And I get kind of a collective answer. And then I start moving in that direction. Mm. And some, and maybe I might start moving that way and it doesn't work out. But I'm like, I'm resilient. I can, I can you know, ping pong off of that and go to something else. And I mean, I have 23 failed businesses, 23 failed yeah. mouth guards, watches, insoles, TV pilots, you know what I mean? And every one of them took a lawyer to make the deal. Yeah. Scribble, scribble. It's like, you know, hundred dollar bills flying out my butt. You know what I mean? Was, you know, but what do you do? Quit? No, you just, no. You just keep going. You know, I mean, I. Yeah. But that's the only way to have the successes. You right. know, we have a graveyards of businesses that didn't work. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, I think people don't realize that. Do you, I sometimes wonder, you know, Laird's still surfing, like on the quest. Mm. And he'll look at me and think, and he'll say, you know, because time, you start to become a little more sensitive to time mm. as you live a little longer, mm. right? And you start thinking, am I going to have the time still to do this thing that I'm trying to do? And both the business that you're in and I'm in, Time is supposed is sort of part of that, right? Like you're supposed to show up and sort of look a certain way and like be a certain way. So how do you, I guess, and again, this is my own curiosity, mm. is is it just you're defining it for yourself? Like you liberate yourself from, oh, this is only a 30, 40, 50 year olds game. And I'm just gonna be show up and be the best version of who I am in this moment. And this is what it is. But do you ever get, does it ever mess with you the time thing at times but i there's more i have more intel about how to how to improve the quality of my life as i get older than i had even five months ago like what can you share you know like my mindfulness practice that i have now like i just crank tunes in the house that's one or i read a book that's another one i go in the yard and i fart around the, in the dirt and plant cactus that's another one you know there's a mm-hmm. thing or go for a walk in my neighborhood with you know just, just to go do that. Before it was just hunker down and stress out. That's how I ended up with Ramsey Hunt syndrome because well, I ended up with Ramsey Hunt syndrome because there were three things happening that were unexpected, but I was under tons of stress and I wasn't managing it. Now I'm, that's one thing. Like I don't, I don't drink alcohol. I haven't had it in 25 years. It yeah. does not serve me. It, it never did. And when I did, I mean, you look who I am now. Can you imagine me with four or five cocktails? I mean, I mean look out people no. now, you know, you're going to, I'll be flying around on the ping pong table <laughs> in a jock strap and a top hat. You know what I mean? Like, wow. And you have the moves though, at least. I got to, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, so, you know, all those things, the mindfulness practice, the supplement, I mean, I have my own supplement line because I wanted to help develop things that were going to help me. But it turns out that those other people in the world have the same issues that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I'm going to get 
it's not going to, I mean, look at, we talked about Mike Wigley, you know, who was, he passed away in his late eighties. Yeah. He was still heli skiing at that point and he wasn't working out. You know what I mean? He was going purely on genetics, I think, and, and, and beautiful glasses of wine. Yeah. You know, for me, it's sleep quality. Like what do I, I'm a mouth taper now. Without James Nestor, never would have done. Every single night, forget having a conversation with my wife after, after that stuff. I got to, all I need is a mouth guard and an eye patch and I'm going to, you know, look like a mummy. But I mean, it's helped me tremendously. You know, I, I don't, it doesn't really had to help the snowing go away completely, but I have, I sleep better. It's amazing. I have more energy now. You know, um, I got off of certain foods. I got a huge, tons of blood work done. 38 pages of what I can and cannot eat. I was off of wheat, soy, corn and dairy, cashews, sesame seeds, tomatoes, onions. I mean, I just, I went for it because I was having knee and shoulder pain. What, what should I have more massage? Should I foam roll? Should I get an infrared sauna? No, it's the inflammation caused by the food. I had leaky gut. I had leaky brain. Who knew the, those things? Wait, what those leaky things were? brain? Leaky brain usually comes as a result oh. of leaky gut. Yeah. Yeah. But- Interesting. Yeah, I, I got to yeah. tell you, I've talked to a lot of people. You've never heard the expression leaky brain. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I think Laird's called me that once or twice, but I, <laughs> I think it's just no, synovial, synovial fluid yeah, that's sure. where it's not supposed to be, that kind of thing. Interesting. And so that when I change my diet, my knees don't hurt anymore. Now, are you ve are you vegan or vegan, vegetarian? full blown. But if I'm in Jackson Hole and there are some wild elk medallions wild. on the menu and they're medium rare, I'm going to eat those medallions. <laughs> you know, if there's wild salmon, I'm going to have it. I'm not pious about it. I just- yeah, but that's the right attitude because it's you're eating it then the right way. Right. How do you right. feel when you haven't had wild elk for a while and then you get one of those I medallions? Okay. I feel all right. Yeah. I have a food. I have a Sean is an amazing cook. Yeah. Last night I ordered uh, a vegan gluten free crust uh, Fresh Brothers pizza. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you know, like my wife goes, how to ruin a perfectly good pizza. I know. <laughs> but she, then she had the crust. She goes, this crust is amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't knock it till you tried it. You know what I mean? And so, look, for me, food is a pit stop nine times out of 10. Unless right. I'm out with friends and there's something special in the menu. Then, I, then that way, because it's rare, I enjoy mm. it more. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I'm on the road and I got a long thing. I'll have a Snickers bar. You know I me, mean? I'll go off the rails. <laughs> it never is as fun as it used to be, though, isn't no. it? I know. I got halfway through one last time. I went, this, uh, is, this is like this is candy cane. And I, I threw it out. Let's talk about the Ramsey Hunt for just a, for mm. a second. So you had a series of like a perfect storm of things happen. Maybe a friend passes away and some other things happen. Mm. What is, does it come on slow? Like what is that? How does that show up for you? Um, yeah. I mean, the beach body thing was coming apart. Yeah. Like, wow. Wow. This is, this is over. Like, uh Oh, I'm going to have to go be an adult now and figure this stuff out on my own. And then Tom dies and then yeah. the Vegas shooting. So that was sort of, it all happened like within a three day period of time. I was, I was holding a plyo session. I could tell when I was not, how I was being affected because I had a bunch of people at the house. Like uh, on Wednesday nights, I have as many as 25 people in my, in my house. Last night it was cold and rainy and I only had like 10, which is kind of amazing. The 10 showed up. Mm. It's an intense routine. I mean, right now sitting here, you know, it's going to be hard to stand up. Right. I got you. It's, but I love it because it helps me ski. Right. And I don't know why these maniacs show up. They're all masochists, you know? And so I had the group over here right after all that was going on. And I was yelling at him. You and motherfucker, you invite you to my motherfucking house and you're sitting here and you're gabbing and you're not doing hard. You, you got to get lower. You got to get higher. You sons of bitches. You know, and they all looked at me like, whoa. Mm. The next day, uh, two days later, I had a massive headache on the right side of my head. And I thought, wow, that's, I don't get headaches. I used to as a kid, but not, not anymore. And then I had this burning thing in my ear, like the next day. And Shauna says, your ears all 
rashed out. Now, if I had gone to the hospital and I had taken the meds, I could have missed out on about four and a half years of, of hell, but I just didn't know what it was. So it was an entire week that went by. What year was this? Uh, October, 2017. Okay. I thought I had a stroke at that point. Um, well, you thought you were just going to muscle through it? Yeah. 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 It's just a rash. Who knows what it is? Probably mm -hmm. some allergy or something. But at that point, the, 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 the herpes zoster, which is what shingles is, mm -hmm. was full blown in my ear. And right there, you've got the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth facial nerves, which is taste, smell, balance, vision. And I think it's the sixth one that's vision. My vision was funky, but not bad. But my balance, gone. My, I, I, everything that I ate had taste like rubber bands. And constantly I'm going to Shauna, where's the, who's smoking cigarettes? So, but the balance thing was the worst part because when you're, it's not like, it's not like um, vertigo, which is sort of this. It feels like Parkinson's inside your brain. Oh. Your, your head's just doing this little, we're not on camera. Yeah, 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 we are. Yeah, yeah, so we're shaking, yeah. you know, I'm shaking and I'd stand up and throw up. Couldn't eat, couldn't walk, couldn't drive. And every time I had to go to physical therapy or the, the otorhinolaryngologist, the ear, nose, and throat guy, it was like climbing Everest, just getting my clothes on and getting me in the car. And I would walk on the sidewalk between the car and the appointment and I'd vomit twice before I got in the door. You know, it was just, it went on for weeks and months and months. You know, Justin Bieber apparently still struggling with it now. So he made it famous. Yeah. Yeah. You're known and you use your body to make your living, mm -hmm. to be fit, to be the picture of health and vitality. You finally get married in 2015 and you're two years into your marriage, you know, whatever, 10 years into your relationship. And mm -hmm. now you and your partner and you're having transitions in work and someone important to you passes away. Are you scared? Are you defeated? Are you, what, what is the, or is it like, Hey, I just need to, I have to survive. Is it mm -hmm. all stuff is peeled away and now it's only about survival. What's What's happening in your heart and your mind? It's about survival. And I'm scared. Because, you know, about a week and a half into it, I got Bell's palsy. So now I look like the Crypt Keeper. You know what I mean? The whole right side of my face, just eye open, mouth down, cheek hanging. It's just non-functioning on the right side. Um, a lot of people who get Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, that never goes away. That's permanent. But I, do you think your foundation in fitness is probably- I, That's what I assume. Probably. Oh, that's what I assume. Yeah. I mean, I, I, every time I tried anything, if I had an ounce of energy, you, you know, when I got past the first three months, nothing for the first three months, just I slept, I ate, I sipped out of a straw, I would have like puffed rice and I'd throw it up almost every time. You know, I mean, I just I couldn't keep anything down. Um, and that was pretty, I mean, I wept. I wept, put my, my head in my wife's lap and I just wept. So I look in the mirror and go, dude, you're done. Like everything you've ever done up to here is done. You're done. Sell the house, sell the other house, you know, become a recluse. I mean, it was just like, you know, you're done. And, and vomiting all the time gets a little, it's a little old. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just can't, it's just not a good feeling at all. And great sadness, tremendous sadness and depression that came with that. All the men's, all the, all the meds, all the king's horses, all the, mm -hmm. couldn't put me back together, you know? So, and then there was a little bits of light here and there as I, as I got into the fourth month, you know what I mean? Where I wasn't as sick. I could actually get down some cereal where I could actually walk on my treadmill for three minutes. But when I walked on the treadmill, I had to go sit down for, for like two hours. It was crazy, man. 
It was crazy. It was so hard. And what about your wife? Like as the partner of when you, in a way you're there to support somebody, but you can't do, you can't go through it for them. You're suffering alone. Mm-hmm. What is, what is the ways that she's showing up for you that also you think, okay, you know, I, there is someone help, you know, like, because I think a lot of times people are in situations where what is the best way to support somebody? What is the thing? What's the way to be to support somebody? You know, I don't want to sugarcoat it. It was hard for her. Yeah. It was hard for her. I mean, I've been sick before. We went to Italy and I, I blew, I screwed up the whole Rome part of the trip because I was sick for three, first three days we were supposed to be yeah. seeing the Colosseum and going to see art and everything else. You know what I mean? So, you know, she held my head. I was vomiting and coming out of both ends. It was brutal. But that's a three-day thing. You get into the, you get into the Months. end of the second, the, the first month. It's, it's. Yeah. Is this the new normal? Is this the new normal? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like somebody who's got terminal cancer or something, you know, and like your partner is like everything you ever did, all the fun you ever had, all your, your, all your patterns, all your, all the laugh, the laughter is gone. There's zero laughter. And our whole relationship is based in humor. It's a big part of who we are. We love, we just, you know, we're, she's a bit of a wordsmith, right? So, you know, that was gone. And I was just like this sad, weepy dude. And, uh, you know, after the first month, it was, I could tell that it was, it was really getting hard for her. So I had to, you know, and I, you know, I wanted my mommy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And she wasn't, she couldn't be my mommy all the time. So right. I was on my own a little bit, yeah. but she fed me and she got me to those appointments and she did everything that she could. But, you know, she had a life too. She had to keep things going for, yeah. for us. We had, wherever we were making money, she had to keep an eye on that. So, you know, but here's honestly, our relationship is better now as a result, better than ever. Well, when you no. say to me 30 minutes ago, I trust her with everything. Yeah. Mm. I mean, when someone, because sometimes, right. It. I remember one time I was probably crying by the garbage cans about parenting, like, cause you do, cause you think you're just a failure and mm-hmm. Blair drove in and he's like, what are you doing? You know? And I'm like, <laughs> cause I didn't have the best example of parenting. So I'm unsure, right. you know? And right. I think even if you have a great one, you're still unsure. And I said, I'm like, am I too tough? Am I not tough enough? Uh, you know, or, uh, and he goes, mm. you're here and you love them. And so maybe when you're mm. going through it, the fact that maybe she couldn't be your mommy, but it's like, you're there. And she loved me. And she loved you. That I knew you're absolutely right. And sometimes it's like, if we can just pull that off, pretty freaking good. Right. Right. And people don't realize the power of like, man, just show up. Right. Just be there. doesn't have to be like, oh, and I love you. And no, it's like, I'm here. <laughs> right. Right. Because I had spent a lifetime going from a very insecure, scaredy cat little kid. You know what I mean? All the personal development, all the open up the doors, let, you know, being, every time I did something, unlike Laird, I was scared to death to do it. But I thought, who the hell am I if I don't try? And that, you know, it's like anything else in life. The more you do, the better you get, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, skiing for me now, I mean, last year, we were, I was in Targi uh, in December, and I three days a week, I was just hammering my legs one way or the other, a lot of, lot of heart, lung, leg stuff, you know? And uh, there's this one run where I used to stop. I don't know how I got, I used to stop twice before the chairlift. Like, oh, uh, yeah, and there's this place <laughs> that I stop, and I look up at my friends, and we all stop and we chat. Who wants to go yeah. again? And then we hit the other. And on this one day, it was... A, Big powder day, early season. It was kind of rare. And Eileen and Allison just said, dude, look at that, man. It's untouched. Go. Mm. And I go, you girl, your gals are very kind. Thank you. And I went <laughs> and I saw that first spot. I went, F it. 
Yeah. I feel good. Boom. I saw the second spot and then I saw the chair way down there. And I went all the way to the bottom and I landed there. And there are two little dots, right? At the top. And I stood there. And I went, dude, you're 63 and you just, mm. you know what I mean? So, you know, I guess the point I'm trying to make is you can, you can be in the worst possible place in the world. For me, a decent diet and regular exercise saved my life. And it still has. And that's just, that's the foundation of who I am. That's a, that, and I think a lot of people who come up to me wherever I am at the airport, the grocery store, the pharmacy, you know what I mean? In front of my front <laughs> gate of the house. Hi. <laughs> um, that's what I hear. My life was subpar before I got a hold of something that you showed me how to do. And now I'm, you know, here I am going to go on a 17 mile mike, uh, mountain biking ride in your mm. backyard. That kind of, and I feel like, like my purpose is to help people find theirs, which is, uh, which is pretty cool. It's better than go-go dancing at Chippendales. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, the interesting thing is you say you were scared, right? But in a way you've gone and survived and now thrived at something that would take, you know, would be the thing to be the most scared about mm -hmm. and you survived it. So I'm wondering also, and you have these mindful practices, so maybe there's a thoughtfulness about your life that's different, mm -hmm. but that you are probably a lot less scared. Yeah. I mean, no, the, you know, when you face something like that. Am I going to get out in the water with Laird tomorrow? Probably not. Yeah, but that's different. Yeah. That's a different, that's a, you know. But I mean, the, the, the people that I, the people that I used to watch on Warren Miller movies, like yeah. old, old Warren Miller movies, he yeah. would travel the country and he had this sure, movie. I love him. The Egan Brothers, the Laurier Brothers, you know, all these cats that were jumping off of cliffs at Targi and Chamonix and down in, you know, by Novato, South America. These are the cats I ski with now. Yeah. I used to watch them. I'd go. These are superheroes. Yeah. This is absolute, like just leaping off a 30, 40 foot, 50. I mean, I jumped off a 35 foot cliff in, in, in uh, Blue River, kind of fell off. But anyway. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I rolled off this thing and I landed. Gravity's fast. Yeah. But I landed it. You know what I mean? Like stuff I would, like 40, 40 degree pitches. You know what I mean? Like really like 5,000 feet of just almost vertical runs, you know, things that used to scare the hell out of me. Now, I'm sure there's some areas where if, if I got, you know, I can probably name about 20 where I think, I don't know if I'm ready for that or not. But but Laird always says that that's a sign of intelligence, just so you know. Hmm. Just so you know. Hmm. Like when and people go, are you scared? He's like, yeah, that shows that you're intelligent. You know, and, right. and people, you know, he's asked all the time, are you scared? He goes, maybe I'm the most scared. He goes, the thing about fear though, right. it can make you more alert. It can make you more concise. He goes, it can be a positive tool if you use it that way. So I think it's a, it's, if when people were like, I'm not afraid, maybe that's not so smart. Right. So a lot of people die that way. Yeah. And you it's know, just I, to yeah. be alert, you're being in these dangerous situations. Yeah. So longevity, you're a great example of longevity. Well, first of all, how long, and we'll finish on the Ramsey hunt, um, light of, you know, a little bit of light, couple of years. When, when do you sort of, cause I would liken it to people who have been sitting on the couch for their whole lives. You in a way had to start over. I was forced to the couch. Yes. And I was in the kind of condition of somebody who's been on a couch for right. two or three years. But you had the body of evidence in your psyche to go, Absolutely. I have trained. I know what it feels like. I know what I know what to do is. once this thing normalizes right. some. Yeah. But where, where, when you have to get off that couch for those first days, so let's say it's like people who are doing it, what are you telling yourself? I love that question because when I, when I remember the first time I thought, okay, because I could knock, I could do 20, I mean, I've done, I was with a master sergeant in, uh, 
in Hawaii and he wanted to have a pull-up contest. And he was a badass. He never lost a contest ever, apparently, according to all his troops. This guy was, you're glad he's on your side. He was the son of a gun. And I said, you go first. And he did 37 and I did 38. You know what I mean? So I'm pretty good at pull-ups and push-ups. Mm -hmm. But when I, when I finally got into my gym and I think I'm going to try, I think I got 12 push-ups. That's a lot. Yeah. Not, you know, it was yeah. not, you it's know. not your, it's not Tony Horton no. level, but. But seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 was like I had an elephant on my back, you know? And I think I cranked out maybe seven pull-ups, which like, that's a pretty good base. Yeah. But when I, when I was in that situation, I thought, here's the first thought in my head. This is going to be fun to see this get better. Because I know what, what 38 looks like. I know what, what doing 110 pushups in a row looks like. You know what I mean? Not that I can d do either one of those now, but. But I know, I know there's room for improvement and I know, what, I know exactly what I need to do and I'm just going to track this thing and I'm going to show up every day mm. and it'll be kind of fun to see. Whereas I think some people under those conditions, that's it. Too I'm just going to, it's too hard. I don't want to go through this again. You're saying something really important that I think people need to just, you know, it's, it's worth taking a moment. When you're starting from, from such the bottom, the growth is so exponential. Because mm. when you get really good at stuff, the growth is so tiny and, and such small increments. Mm -hmm. So you're saying it's gonna be really fun to watch the improvement. I think that's exactly the right spirit because you can get so much better. Right. There's so much room. Right. Longevity. Yes. You have your practice, your training, you do all these different things from Pilates to yoga to banging iron and, you know, plyometrics and it goes on and on. Are you, and we always say, do you have any fun things? Cause people always want to know about hacks. I always say mm. hacks only work if you're doing the real work. So you, you've dialed in your food, obviously. Mm. What was the test that told you all the things that maybe you should or shouldn't? Do you remember? Or it was just an extensive blood panel? Um, there is a name for it that I can't remember okay, the name for it. Fair enough. Yeah. Mm. And that was part of getting, recovering from the Ramsey hunt. Yes. Okay. Getting my, getting my leaky gut and brain and getting my digestive system working properly, getting the inflammation down, not only in my digestive system, but all my organs and in my joints and everywhere else. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, according to the two experts that I, that I still work with today, it's, it's really what's going in your mouth every single day, every single meal that has a lot to do with that. I, obviously, you train hard or you get injured or you overstrain yeah. or like, you know, you're going through a ninja course and you're, <laughs> where you should have come down, you're reaching for that last obstacle. That's where you get hurt as well. And of course, there's, there's information injury that comes from that. But, but, you know, and that's where all the, the mindfulness comes from and all the, all the do you call active it recovery. Sometimes, like I, I see, like you met Luca, he's here. He's a big wave rider for Mavericks. He's 20. Mm. Mm. And Laird is, you know, and Laird will watch him and be like, oh, he's going to learn that lesson. You also watch as people get mature. Like, right. I don't need to show you with one extra rep or 10 extra pounds that, uh, you know, I'm a badass. It's like, have you, is there a part of restraint and maturity that's also part of the story of protecting the long, I call it the long game. Absolutely. I, for me, my body tells me exactly what I can do the moment I'm in the middle of doing whatever I'm doing. Mm. You know what I mean? We have one move on a pegboard that's in an I-beam in our gym. So there's no place for your feet to do it. It's all arms. It's all moving across the I-beam. And then we want this called all the holes. That's the move. All the holes. <laughs> Take the, shh, everybody, don't let your mind wander. Um, Seriously. But you have to go all across the bottom. Then you have to go to the second row. And then you have to go to the top row. And if you want to come back, you can, man. And so there's that goal of, I want to at least get across all three. And, you know, 
there are times where I just think, I oh, know I'm done. I can feel the strain mm -hmm. in my elbow. I can feel that what's happening in my shoulder. It's time to come down, take your ego out of it. You know what I mean? Other days, you know what I mean? And there, there are little hacks on how to adjust oh, your body. Technique, yeah. Like little, like, we're, you know, like you can shake out an arm. Like Jessie Graff, who's, a, you know, American Ninja Warrior superstar. I've learned so much from her on how I can keep going on a particular obstacle based on these little, like, what if I, you know, if you raise up one knee yeah. and just torque your body and readjust your muscles, you can readjust your muscles in the middle. I mean, I think it was- Like offload the muscle for a second. For a second. Yeah. Right? And just give it a little break. Yeah. Like I can fingertip pull up if I keep, if I keep, like a lot of people will get their fingers stuck on something and they try to muscle it. But what I do is I just, I just give my fingers a break. So I can do it like this all day long just by adjusting my fingers. But other, I show them, I go, look, dude, don't, don't give it the death grip because you're running out of energy. Yeah. Give them a break in between two or three reps. But I don't know. Some people pick it up. Some people don't. But the hack that you're asking, yeah. speed, balance, and range of motion. Mm. That's the that should be the future of fitness when it comes to everything everybody does. Because those are the three things as we get older that go. Yeah. Right? If you don't go to a track and pick it up. Like run those 200s, run those 400s. You know what I mean? Warm up for 45 minutes. Those people are like, I'm just going to run fast now. Ding, there go both hamstrings. Like, oh, see, I'm not, I'm not cut out for this because you didn't do the right thing before you started running fast. Mm -hmm. Run at 75% or 85%, but they don't know 75 from 110%. So right, they don't have a hurt. gauge. Yeah. So that's the speed. Martial arts is all about, you know what I mean? Like just those twisting and that turning and, and you know, Jab, cross, hook, uppercut, sprawl, like bang, bang, bang. Having your body move that way. Dance is a great one. Just just turn up the music and friggin' dance like it's like nobody's watching. It's 1979. You know what I mean? Just my wife and I during the pandemic had dance off Fridays. Of course, Facebook shut us down because they didn't like the music we were using. But we do it just, you know, groove, <laughs> baby. You know what I mean? And then balance is everything. I mean, how many people do you know in their 80s and 90s? They step off the curb, they break their hip, they go yeah. to the ICU, and then you're at the funeral two days later. Yep. You know what I mean? So slack lines, you know, yoga, there's tons of it. I got to show you something too. Two slack. We have, I used to have three slack lines at my own property. Mm -hmm. And with Ramsey Hunt, that's the one thing. When I when one foot leaves the ground, my, mm, so, you know, it's not perfect like it used to be, but I still work on it. And then um, flexibility, range of motion. Yeah. Gabby Reese. I know. I'm working on it. Do your yoga, That's why man. I confess it. Yoga is balance, it's strength, it's mobility, and it's mindfulness. It's four things at once, and your shoes on a mat, with no shoes on a mat. It's yeah. It's the perfect practice. Oh, it's cold outside. It's snowing. There's no gym around. Get in the deck Get and go through there. your salutations. Move your body. Yeah. Do you take any supplements that you, I know you have your own mm. brand, Power Life, and is there anything else that you sort of say, hey, I you know, people take quercetin, they take vitamin D. Are there things that you go, hey, this seems to work pretty good for me? I mean, my supplements have the majority of what I need, but I do some CoQ10. I'll do some Ginkgo so yep. I can remember people's names. <laughs> <laughs> remember what I did on Thursday? Yeah, I, I, I pretty, I do, I do a little, like, a lot of extra magnesium because the benefits of magnesium. There's magnesium in, in our my foundation for, formula, but I do mm -hmm. more because the magnesium is, you know, there's all the, it's, that helps part of the healing process. And but yeah, I mean, the protein powder with the HMB and the vitamin D3, that's just that mixture, right. big ass heaping spoon. Because uh, I mean, at 64, maintaining muscle mass, I know Laird, as he's getting older, that's, there's all kinds of tricks to the trade. Instead of just eating burgers and hot dogs and hamburgers and bacon, yeah. I'll just go with the plant-based protein powder. That seems to be working. And I can, t I mean, every Sunday is how I find out whether I'm eating right and, and hydrate, you know, I'm hydrated and I'm getting enough rest because- What, that end of the week creak, you mean? Like if you're- or if well, you're no, feeling Sunday, good. Sunday is a three and a half hour 
backyard. You know, if you look at a gymnastics uh, thing, oh, there's four, no. there's four obstacles. We have, we have 16 obstacles. You know what I mean? We have 16 different things. Up the pegboard, across the beam, ring the bell, down the 17-foot rope, up the 17-foot, ring the bell, go down the beam, across the pegboard, max pull-ups. That's one. You know, <laughs> people look at it. And that's, see, the, here's the hack. Get out of the gym, stop lifting weights. Yeah. You know what I mean? Stop doing the squats and the lunges and the crunches and do some athletic-based skilled things that push the envelope. And then, and then understand that that's going to take three, four, five, six, seven, ten 10 months of 12 months, two years, right? There's this guy, Vache, who's a friend of ours, Armenian friend of mine. He's my awning guy. If you need awnings, he's your okay. man. All Beautiful. Right. They're incredible. And uh, I'll tell him to give you the friends and family discount. We've got four of them now. <laughs> she shows at my house. This guy is a worm. I, like I go, wow. This guy's the most, I could just look at him. Little dude, skinny guy, big old belly. And he goes, yeah, you're the P90X guy. Yeah, I just want to come. I didn't want to send one of my salespeople. We get talking about fitness. So I, I said, let's do a little fitness test right here on the patio. Let me see, let me see you do a, a, a forearm side plank. Couldn't do it. Forearm side plank. You know, okay, like, yeah, on no, my forearm. I gotcha. Can't, can't raise. I go, holy crap, dude, you got it. You're going to die in about 10 months. You don't do something right away. <laughs> you have family? And a, yeah, and a girl. Oh, dude, you got to get going. That thing I just described, pegboard, blah, blah, blah. Vachi's on it. Vache <laughs> did it for the first time two weekends ago. Couldn't climb halfway up the rope. Was petrified of heights. He kept coming. I kept saying to my buddies, he's, we're not going to see him next week. And he'd call me up. i go, I can't move my arms. But he kept coming. And he started showing up on Tuesdays. And he started showing up on Thursdays. And he shows up on cardio night. And he's just, dude. And so he's got a, he's, his, he goes, my girlfriend is freaking out. And it took him. 11 months for his body to start to look like something. Because, mm. I mean, he was accomplishing things physically, right. but he didn't look any different because he was a didn't, skinny fat guy. Didn't catch I mean, up, yeah. Yeah, so he's just, he's, it's so fun. He was, he was the only one that showed up to yoga this morning with my wife, yeah. Well, because sometimes it's that greater appreciation when you really see that jump. It's those people who go, oh, no, wait, this has changed my whole life. Mm. What are you seeing in fitness that excites you or who is there movement to fitness that you think, oh, this, that's, I like that. that, that. Animal flow, mm. animal flow right now. I think that is next level. It's gymnastics, it's, it's yoga, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, capoeira, it's kind of capoeira-like yeah. a little bit. My, my friend of mine, Michael Bradley, uh, who was just some kid from Utah, showed up at one of my ski, ski retreats in Mammoth. And, uh, you know, just, he's just, <laughs> he's an incredible human being. And he was doing P90X and then he became a trainer. And then we just shot his program at my house uh, a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, to watch him move and everything he does, it is just like art. And he's funny and he cues brilliantly. And I go, dude, I want to mentor him and have him. I mean, I think he's the next big thing. I really, really do. And nobody knows who he is. He trains in like four or five gyms in, this, in Provo, Utah. Yeah. And, and he goes, yeah, but I don't want to be rich and I don't want to be famous. I hate those things. I go, well, be like Brendan Brazier and stick it all in the bank and, and, and yeah. drive an 87 Scirocco. It doesn't, you know, you don't doesn't have matter. to. You can do it your It's not about those things, but you need to be out in the world to help share, more people. Share the information. I think he's the bomb. And I think Adam, animal flow and those type of movements mm -hmm. are, are, it's the fountain of youth stuff. I think it's incredible stuff. If you were going to start right now today, you were training all these badass people and somehow you thought, you know what, I'm going to maybe try to express myself on a higher level or a, a wider level in, in health and fitness or what movement. I, I prefer to call it movement. I don't know why. But I like that though. It's, uh, I, what would you do differently 
Like, where would you put your energy and how would you start? Because it's, it's funny. You got a machine got behind you Mm. and then you guys crushed it. So in a way, what's cool is you can have direct access to the public. You're talking about tonal? Yeah. No, just even now, like besides tonal, like if you were, you know, just starting out, what would you, what would be your strategy? Because I think now there's a lot more noise to get through, but you also need a big, you know, kind of group behind you to get out there where you could start filming right now in your house and you'd be at least someone would watch you, you know, like I could start (laughs) now and be like, I'm in a, you know, whatever. So, but what do you, what do you think when you see it now? What, how, what would you do? Uh, two part answer. Mm-hmm. One, I wouldn't change the journey at all. I mean, I I only oh you know I wouldn't change the journey at all because I was a I was a neophyte. I, it all happened by accident. Yeah. I tra- trained a guy who turned me onto a rock star, and then all that all happened. And for those back in those days, it was you know, hey, I'm going to watch you ride ride the bike and check your heart rate for, for 45 minutes, and then we're going to do chest and back, and then we're going to do shoulders and arms, and then right. we're going to do legs. That's when I had leg day, and remember, it was like pushing day, pulling day. Exactly right. Yeah. And there's still some of that in my in my world. I mean, yeah. it, it, don't fix it if it ain't broke. But if I could start over again and I knew what I know now, holy smokes. I mean, the martial arts would be a huge part of it. Pilates mm-hmm. would be a huge part of it. Yoga would be automatic twice a week would be part of it. Getting, you know, still having the weights just to kind of check to see where you are. You know what I mean? Like, let's see your strength with your with your back. And, you know, I still have the lat pulls. I, I still do that. I have my tonal. I put, the, you know, but I when I do my lat pulls on the tonal, I don't do it like most people. I'll do like corkscrew reverse keep one arm down alternating yeah. instead of just the bar you know what i mean i'm always kind of futzing with different things but i would have you know it's that variety of thing it's the muscle confusion um we're back to the muscle confusion and and that way you know that would that that's what i do with vache here's this human worm that now you know flies around <laughs> you know in my backyard a year later and i think if he had only had basic cardio and some weight training there's no way he'd be able to do any of the things that he can do now so but a lot of people don't have access to all that stuff. You know, I mean, rock climbers, right? They're way ahead of a lot of people purely based on what that is. It's physical chess, you know what I mean? And you can you can go from top roping to lead climbing to, you know, whatever it is you want to make. You can turn that way, way up. Um, and every time you do a climb, it's different. You know what I mean? So it's variety, right. variety, variety, consistency, consistency is always, that's everything. The more you do, the better you get. Five to seven days a week. People who work out three days a week, I mean, just throw yourself down a set of stairs. It's the same thing. You know, it's just, you know, three days on, four days off. Guess who wins? You know what I mean? You know, so. Yeah. I, I mean, you? diets too. Diets everything. Well, that's. I, I mean, the other thing yeah. about, I would, I would, I would, if I wish I knew more, I, I'm not the person to cons- uh, counsel somebody in their diet. Right. Because there's, again, when you talk about how much noise out there, there's more noise with diet than there is anything else. Well, and it's Keto, very personal. paleo, vegan, vegetarian, ugh, you know. It's very personal. Like you said, yeah. what you can eat, what I can eat, these are different things. Yeah. I think, and what do you say? You don't want people to be bored, um, hurt, or plateau. Or plateau. Right? Trying to so, avoid those things. I those really, are what usually ki- ki- kill people halfway through their partway through their journey. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I have to say that um, you, as the P90X guy, is such a small, tiny piece of the you, Tony Horton. And I want you to know that um, I'm so excited to see you express all the other sides of mm. your curious savagery. Is that savagery a word? Savagery? Because yeah, sure. you're much more of a savage, um, I think, than maybe people realize. For you to be willing to try all the different new things, for someone like me, 
showing that you'll go out of your comfort zone that often. Mm. Um, I really, really admire that. Thank you. And I really am excited. So people can go to TonyHortonLife.com. Yep. And um, I always give Justin, because we're so different, a chance if something arises, um, if he wants to ask you anything. Justin. Yeah. Um, do you, who trains you? Or how do you just keep it interesting? Um, um, I don't have a trainer per se, but I've got people, like I learned from Vache. I learned from Vache now. I mean, Vache, there's this move that we have a 45 pound um, fire hose filled with sand and we walk with a fire hose and then do a push up, and then go, go like 25 feet and backwards. Vache, <laughs> I can only get down and back. Vache went down, back and part way forward. And the guy couldn't even, you know, lift the pencil a year ago. So I learned from Vache and I just think, holy crap, here's a guy <laughs> that's now forcing me to work a little bit harder. Mm. Everybody that I train with now, they're all better at better than, you know, I've, you know, initially I was smoking everybody, you know, and then, um, now they're smoking me on two, three, four, five of the 16 different things we do on a Sunday. And every Sunday is different. There's 16 different moves all the time. There's four or five staples, like the Ninja course thing is a staple. They're all smoking me. You know what I mean? And so, and they're all half my age or in their forties or something or somewhere in their fifties, but it's just fun to watch other, it's fun to train other people to get better and then watch them get better than me. So that pushes me. So my wife, you know, my wife is hypermobile and I watch her and I just realize that long and strong is, is part of, of, of quality of life, longevity. I'm shortish and strong. You know what I mean? Like I can't do a handstand to save my life and I've been working on it for, for 15 years. There's just things that I inherently aren't, I'm not working on. So now I have uh, this woman, Chelsea McKinney, who comes to the house, who just works on my handstand stuff. You know what I mean? If I'm horrible at something, I think, oh, this is going to be awesome because there's this great learning curve for me. So it's just the people around me. It's my wife and my pals that train me. You know? And you don't run away from the thing that you're not good at, which most people do. You're you used like to hate being awful, and I would quit right away. Now awful is, 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 is part of that growth period, part of that lesson. It's the best part of it, really. Yeah. I mean, I love getting on that pegboard and going around and around and being good at it, but, but it's fun to try new things and be terrible and, and know that I'm, I'm getting after all these different parts that are, have been left alone for a lifetime. You know, it's really fun. Yeah. Tony, if I've forgotten anything or something that you feel is important that you want to extend to people, to the listeners, any invitation or just something that feels important to you that I missed, um, I want to give you that opportunity. Uh, TonyHortonLife.com is the way to go. If I don't know when this is going to be out, but at the end of January is our 10th annual Jackson Hole Ski Ride Yoga Retreat with Ted McDonald. So they uh, can sign up for that? Sign up for that. Go to, yeah, go to the events page. Okay. Boom. I think there's about 10 slots left. Also, if people are interested in my supplements, it's um, mypowerlife.com. Yeah. And they're also on the site. All on under the site products. I, yeah, I checked yeah. it all out. Yeah, yeah. Tony, thanks for coming. This was a blast. You're good at this. Thanks. But you probably already knew that. Yeah. Thank you. I I'm like you. I'm just going to keep trying my best. Maybe we should train. Okay. At some point. Oh, don't do that with your fingers when you ask me to maybe we should train. <laughs> Did you see that? There was, was that, that was a bad? Like, it was like, ha, ha, ha. ha, ha. <laughs> or I could have wrung my hands. Like, I, actually, what I would do is I would <laughs> train. I would train. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know who you live with. I know who you're married to. I, I would I don't, train with you first and then with the agree agreement that you know. Because, see, you don't realize, people don't realize when we do XPT, I'm the one, Justin knows, I'm the one who trains pool training, mm. not Laird. Because 
I think because I'm the weakest of the people that do it, I actually have to understand it. You haven't it. seen me in the pool yet. No, no, not the people that we teach. Right. The, no, like Laird, myself, and like Mark Roberts. So I have to figure it out. And I understand it on a different level mm. because they just go, you know, just do it. And it's like, well, okay, but if you're out of air and you can't get to the, I don't know, just like, just go there, you know? And I'm like, okay, that's not coaching. <laughs> oh so when we have people who have inherent fear of the water and dumbbells and stuff. So mm. I'm actually the one who teaches um, pool training. So what I would do is I would train with you first, with you, with that understanding that then you'd be coming to me to pool train after. So maybe, can I, can I bring Michael with me? You can bring whoever you want. Cause Michael, you, you will fall in love with Michael Bradley. Okay. This guy Let's is, do it. is just an amazing human being. And he does pool training. I mean, Great. one of the, one of the videos he did for us was a, Great. I think I it's would love all it. stolen from Larry, but. Perfect. That's what it's about. Exactly. Yeah. All my stuff stolen. Same here. It's all, what does Laird say? Nobody has a new idea. They just, you know, package it differently and put exactly it together right. differently. Yeah. Gabby, thank Thanks, you so Tony. much. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you want to learn more, there is a ton of valuable information on my website. Head to the link in the show notes and click gabbyreese.com to find a full breakdown with helpful links to studies, research, books, products, and more. If you have any questions for my guests or even myself, please send them to at gabbyreese on Instagram. If you feel inspired, please hit the follow button, leave a rating and a comment. It not only helps me, it really helps the show grow and reach new listeners. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.